0: Hi, and welcome to this episode of the Post Military Playbook. In this episode, Luke and I discuss his time in the military, his transition from data science in the Air Force to data science in the civilian world. He talks about leaving his first civilian job. And finally, Luke gives advice to servicemen and women on how to prepare for their transition. As always, thank you so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy the episode.
1: Solemnly swear. Solemnly swear and, and the constitution of the united
2: states the constitution of the united
1: states hey
0: everybody welcome back to the post-military podcast uh i'm your host billy and today i am on with uh one of my friends and uh freshman buddies uh luke brantley luke thanks for coming on hey there it's great to see <laughs> you it's been a while uh it's been a it's been a minute yeah just for uh just so that everybody uh knows uh Luke and I we joined the uh Air Force Academy together. Uh we went through freshman year together. It was uh rough and certainly harder than it is now, um as the old graduates say. Um and uh, yeah, then we we went to different squadrons uh sophomore year and it's uh it's been like 8 years since since like we've really uh we've really connected. Right so, it's crazy. Yeah. But um Luke was uh gracious enough to on today to share uh, share his insights and thoughts for everybody. Uh, so, Luke, uh, just to get us kind of started. Um, tell all tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, uh, what you did in the military.
1: Yeah, no, thanks for having me on. I'm really excited about what you're doing here. Um, so, I'll, I'll go kind of chronologically. So, yep, Uh graduated from the Air Force Academy um, and the Air Force decided to let me do some more schooling. So, uh got my master's in operations research, kinda went with my job as operations research analyst. Um so I forget what I think it's a fifteen alpha now. They changed it at some point. Um but did that. That was a good time uh over at AFIT and Dayton. Uh kind of control your own schedule and kind of free free form, which was unlike anything else. Uh but from there transition over to uh, Scott Air Force Base in Illinois working for Air Mobility Command. Um, the operation research just they're usually at command. So just supporting whatever kind of projects the you know, the staff has that are data related. Um, so got to do a bunch of stuff that I found fun. Um, you know, working on things from personnel to maintenance and all sorts of things. So I like the fact that I can kind of mix up the, the topics of what I'm working on. Um, got to do one uh, South Carolina stand deployment um, before I left uh, working for the, uh, uh, the AOC. We were at Oh, you yep, were the AOC for, for AFSENT okay. Yeah.
0: yeah what, um, um,
1: what years were you there? Let's see, that was 20, 2020 to 2021.
0: Dang, we missed so. we missed each other by like a year. I was uh yeah. I did the I did the Shaw Stan deployment as well. We uh I was literally leaving tech school and uh my unit hit me up and was like, Hey, you're deploying to Shaw Air Force Base and I was like, Where in Afghanistan is Shaw Air Force Base? And I looked it up and I was like, South Carolina isn't in the Middle East. And uh that was like it was really funny talking to all the people downrange who were like actually deployed. I was like yeah it's it's rough out it's rough out here
1: yeah Uh um, Sumter's has a swimming pool and uh feel bad but <laughs> also there it was a it was a weird time for sure yeah. i believe it um, so what'd you do but, after
0: uh what'd you do after your time in south carolina
1: uh i actually i'm trying to remember exact timing but somewhere i think maybe during that um, that assignment, I, it was when I made my official, I'm leaving air force decision. Um, and so during that time I was doing a lot of prep, started doing a lot of prep of what am I gonna do afterwards? Um, started looking at skill bridge stuff, um, just doing all the prep. And so when I got back, I had like a couple months before I started SkillBridge, skill bridge. Um, and then, yeah, so it was kind of a lame duck session there, uh, and started working for, a. Uh, a uh, a mental health startup um for my uh skill bridge i i got in before uh companies had to be registered with the department of labor so i kind of created my own skill bridge um so feel lucky that i was able to to get that before the rules were changed um did that for a year and then now working for a uh a hospital system in north carolina where i i live now um doing data science work still
2: very cool
0: yeah uh just for everyone out there um you're gonna hear uh you'll hear a lot of our guests i'm um, talking about how they got these really sick Skillbridge programs um one thing to key in that, that definitely just brought up was uh you can't just go to any company now there's a list people have to apply for them back in the day it's pretty sweet so you could just sell yourself as a labor to someone and then you can just kind of make it work so not how it works anymore unfortunately but uh there's a very pretty exhaustive list of uh what's out there. But uh sweet. Uh so Luke, what so you said you kind of like knew you were going to transition. So what was the um what was like your reasoning for deciding to make that transition in the first place?
1: Yeah, there there are kind of several things at play. Um I would say like Personal and career is kind of how I break out the two buckets. So personal just kind of, um, you know, had had my, you know, mini deployment um, and didn't love being away from my wife for six months and knew that we wanted to start a family soonish. And so um, didn't really want that to be my lifestyle going forward. Um, so that, that was kind of the personal side of things. Um, and also just kind of wanting to pick a place and kind of set roots. Um, But then on the career side, uh, you know, I I hate to to rag on the Air Force too much. They gave me so much. And so I'm very thankful for that. But at the same time, I mean, just being a gigantic organization, I felt that technologically I was starting to cap out already um, and that the longer I stayed, the farther I was going to be behind everyone outside the air force. Um, yeah, and, I, and yeah.
0: I mean, I think, uh, sorry to cut you off, but I think, I think that's a very fair statement. I mean, we both work in tech and especially in data science, like there is wild stuff going on and, um, most of it isn't at least in the public facing side of the government. So, uh, so I don't think that yeah. that's necessarily a bad thing to under understand that while like yeah Google's out here like putting out Bard and uh Bing is now apparently an AI that can hit on you so like there's yeah there's like some pretty it's crazy stuff so I, I I definitely get that so yeah
2: yeah
1: Yeah so, so I mean I was kind of those combinations okay. just kind of yeah wanted to to change the direction like of of how I saw you know my working life, and then also just, uh, yeah, felt like I needed a bigger challenge.
0: No, that makes a lot of sense. Um, and I think that, it, I think that it's really good that you understood kind of why you wanted to make that change. I think that a lot of people, um, they either get capped out of the military, like, oh, I hit twenty or thirty years, and now I have to leave, and I, I don't really have any defining like principles post exit or uh i hate the air force or whatever branch of service i'm in and i just leave based off of anger and that's not a really good reason to leave other. so i i think that the fact that you have pretty well defined goals is really good and um i'm sure that that's helped you post transition as well kind of figure out who you are um when you uh so once you were like okay i want to get into a more high speed data space and for my job and my wife and I were, were ready to put down roots once you'd made that decision um what did you start doing to prepare uh for your transition
1: yeah yeah um I'll, I'll also add to the last question just because I think it'll come up as we talk still that uh one other reason was I knew that I had kind of like a new mission that I wanted to go after and that's improving healthcare, both from like it, making, uh, life better for healthcare providers and being able to, um, make it easier to get healthcare for patients out there. So like, I, I think also having a, uh, you know, what, like you said, just kind of a reason, a new motivation is important or is helpful at least in, in making the transition, uh, easier because it, it's always good to have like a driving factor there.
0: Yeah. I would say it's almost essential. So, but yeah, yeah. So we'll go back to that because I do want to. I do kind of want to dive into that um, a little bit. But uh, so, when you knew you were going to transition, what did what did you start doing to prep yourself?
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, I this is um, one place that I, I did decent at. Um, would have liked to have started even sooner. Um, I would say probably at the eight or eight month mark is when I started kind of um, looking at uh, one, what, what jobs are out there that I would be interested in that that was kind of my, my leading thing. Um, Just seeing what's out there. What do I think I match with what, you know, for where you can see salaries and stuff like that, what do I feel like I could land? Um, But, uh, and then from there, you know, I I just applied for several um, just off the bat because you know I I I think it's the practice makes the perfect thing. Don't expect to to get one of the first jobs that you apply for um, mm-hmm. plural there and and that you do need to learn what people are looking for because there's basically no interview process in the military um, and so that that's that's a big thing to learn a big skill to gain. Um. So once I learned kind of that there was a need for that, um, I, I, I really like studied um, one content-wise. Um, being a, a technical guy, like content of you know statistics and and like data modeling and and like these actual school-type things. But then also. Um, you know, looking out examples for, um, how to improve my resume, what are the different types of interview questions I need to be prepared to ask, like literally writing out responses and figuring out how to say them as if I hadn't written them down, um, all those types of things. So, yeah. So just hitting, just trying out what I eventually wanted to be successful.
2: Um,
0: did you... So when you're when you're coming up with these kinds of observations of like, hey, I have to understand what's needed out in the world. I need to be make myself desirable. Essentially, I'm not just going to get put in a bucket arbitrarily, like in the military. Um, was this done based off of just observation, or like what what kind of content? Do, were you consuming content? Were you talking to people? Like what what were you yeah. doing to kind of get out there to to feel out? Like to come to the conclusions that you eventually did,
1: yeah, um, I think part of it was, so yes, talking specifically i was i was looked at LinkedIn mostly for the types of jobs that I was looking at, um so i'd I'd read through the job descriptions there, um, look at specific skills that they're calling for, um you know levels of skills that they're calling for, um, and then also, as far as like. Uh, prep for interviews and resume and stuff like that. Uh, a lot of a lot of YouTube content there of you know. Here's what happens in an interview. Here's an a recorded interview that we have and what it literally looks like. Um, yeah, those are a few examples.
0: That's awesome. Did you uh did you reach out to other veterans or folks that were um that had? Uh, either previously transitioned or were working at the companies that you were interested in to make that transition? Or were you basically just like consuming just like uh, articles, videos, social media posts, that kind of stuff?
1: Yeah, so I think that's um, super important. I think the best way to have a successful transition is to find someone you know that has recently transitioned. And it's fresh on their mind of, all those different tasks you have to do, what you know, what things they had to learn. Um, I think that's that's where a podcast like this is great because um, you don't. Not everyone's going to have that person that they they know that just got out and has learned all these lessons or remembers them. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, you know, I think a lot of it is just either looking into having a good network or or growing your own and just kind of seeking out people. Um, I found that people were really receptive to the message of, hey, I'm a veteran that's trying to get into tech. Um I you know, I have some general question of like what is it like and different things like that. And I would just cold message people on LinkedIn and and I actually got responses and had a few phone calls like that, um, which is not me. Um, it was like a little bit cringy, but I went for it and I, I found it useful. And and I I got like uh um like uh referrals out of that too. So I got interviews because of those conversations.
2: It's uh,
0: it's definitely. I think it's like one of the greatest. Uh, I don't even want to call it a because it's like it, it's just like it's just a really Talking good just yeah course of action. Like especially in the military, you have such an ingrained familiarity with other people in the military. Um, and as veterans, we all have had to do the transition and find our first job. And so we all understand that it sucks.
2: Uh, um,
0: so don't be, for everyone out there, like just like Luke said, like even if talking to people isn't your jam, it's a, it's such a great tool. Like uh, I... I am way worse at going out and reading articles and, like, looking at, uh, like, I I think it's so cool that you went out and looked at, like, job descriptions on LinkedIn to digest, like, what skills do I need to learn based off of that? Um, I get in trouble in my current job because Amazon has such a good, like, wiki culture and people are like, just go look it up on the wiki. And I was like, yeah, but, or I could ask you, <laughs> like, like you're know. right here i think so, that's
1: I think that's a military thing like let's just talk and everyone else yeah. is just like no go read it
0: yeah exactly and uh so uh that's probably been the hardest part of my transitions i'm like let me just tell me and they're like or you could look it up yeah. i'm like or but because we're on this call you could just tell me like that's yeah <laughs> i don't know I, I don't know what it is but uh i agree it's uh, that's awesome though um definitely two really good ways to go about it um I definitely want to understate, though, for real, like going through and understanding what's in those job recs um, to understand from a technical perspective, um, just from a skills perspective, you, so that you can market yourself as someone who has those things. Because um, a lot of companies do resume searches based off of those keywords anyway. And so it's, it's yeah. really it's something really good to go out and consume and something that I probably should have done more uh, in my transition. And kind of transitioning to that for you, um, do you, looking back on your transition, were there things that you wish you would have done differently that could have helped you, like made things less stressful? Um, Obviously you seem very happy with where you're at, uh, but were there things that you could have done better during your transition?
1: Yeah, I I think the biggest one is just start earlier, like start planning earlier. Um, Like I said before, um, because there was a, a technical gap from where things were at in the Air Force to where a lot of the tech companies are, like I just wasn't getting the exposure to to certain things that that people were thought were prerequisites. And so, um even though I knew like general concepts of what the job of what I would need to do, there were going to be people who would out outperform me in an interview or or on their resume or something like that. Um, and so I I I actually lucked out having one interview, um, the, the interviewer, the, the job manager, he actually was like, here's a rubric of things that I would expect you to know. And like, that was super helpful. Um, and, and I think that's a good lesson that people, people are going to be rooting for you to do well. Um, you know, because people do even, even if you hear differently in the news, like people are appreciative of, of people's military service and, and, and know that um, uh, former military people, as employees, are, are really good workers, and so um, that's super helpful. But yeah, uh, start early. Um, network. I could have networked more. Take advantage of um, the 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 different programs that are out there that are unusual and weird, um, and you may not know that much about, but. Once you hear something about, you know, whether it's a skill bridge thing or if it's some other sort of internship or, you know, depending on what you're interested in, I, there are several programs out there now that like look into it some more. Um, and because depending on, on the type of jobs you're going after, like, um, some of these things are, are really reputable and, and can really propel you
0: for sure. What, um, just, If you had to kind of throw out a number, like say someone says, I want to transition. I don't know when I should start looking. Could you, do you have a number that you would throw out? Like I would, I would start preparing next time.
1: Yeah, I would say 12 months, a full year beforehand. Um, Because the first two or three months are going to be the least productive, where you're just finding your path of what it is you need to be doing.
0: Definitely. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's a, talking about like um and we'll talk about this uh we'll talk about this a little bit more here soon but you have you had a very clear set of goals that you wanted to accomplish for getting out and for some people that's just not the case um and my recommendation for people is like if you have a very clear set of goals like luke which if you do that's a blessing if you don't you should start much earlier uh because you're really just going to want to network and talk to as many people as possible to figure out what do I even want to do? Because you don't have to do a one-to-one shift, like you don't have to be a cyber warfare officer like me, who then works as a cybersecurity consultant at Amazon, or a ops research officer who now does science for a civilian company like Luke. Um if that's what you like, that's great, but it, that doesn't necessarily have to be your jam, and uh, if you start early enough, you can really explore a lot of possibilities, which we're uncomfortable with in the military, if I'm going to be quite honest with you. Um, but you should at least allow yourself the time to explore and do yourself that kind of justice. Um, when you were talking about interviews a little did you find it or just when you were talking to people or even now, do you find it difficult to translate your military experience or your skills um into things that are understood by the civilian world
1: yeah i I'll say in general, I feel super blessed that I had the Air force prepared me so well to transition like my job literally does a lot of different things in the civilian world, so I know a lot of people don't. Have that um and so yeah i I agree, like finding what you want to do very very important kind of to to figure out um i kind of blank on what you just asked oh
2: when you were when you were when you
0: were interviewing um when you were interviewing or talking to people networking or even did you have any difficulties like Obviously, you're a database and data science person, so probably not. Because I had a lot of the same when I was getting out. Did you have any trouble translating your military like jargon speak right. or experience into a form that was understood by people who've never even heard of the military?
1: Right. Right. Yeah. Um. To to some extent, I, I definitely had to be very mindful of it. It it's a it's a topic that i saw once i started following a lot of Mm -hmm. people on like linkedin and stuff about um you know transitioning veterans and stuff like that is that people saying i have a hard time you know communicating what it was i did um there's so much lingo there's so much stuff that you know talking about bombs and airplanes like almost no one one talks about that yeah um and so yeah and and also conveying what's important um that that was a hard thing because so many companies follow the same sort of like metrics and things that they care about, which I didn't know anything about. Um, so I didn't know that was a, I think less so explaining what it was that I did that was important, but Mm -hmm. more so understanding what, what they held as important. Um, and then also kind of tying the link of like, yeah. well, I didn't really think about it, but this thing I did over here was kind of similar to the thing that they care about.
0: How did you, what, what did you do to kind of, cross the gap, I guess, is a yeah. lack of a better term.
1: Yeah. Um, I, to me, so the way that I learned throughout this whole process was just interviewing, failing, and continuing. Um, and so it, it, was, it was that process of uh, just kind of learning what, what worked, what got better feedback on. Um, and yeah, just doing more research on the the companies you're interested in checking out their website checking out um blogs about them you know see what what's the hot topics and understanding what's important to them and just kind of getting creative with how you can connect to that
0: that makes sense um what so once you made kind of kind of switching switching gears um Once you made the transition, um, I I guess, what was the what was the most difficult aspect of making that transition for you? Like not necessarily what part of the process did you struggle with? Yeah. um, Which I mean, I I guess I guess if there were things that other things were there before we move on, I guess, were there any other parts of the process that you struggled with that you um,
1: that you want
0: to like bring to light for people? Um, before we kind of talk about post-transition
1: yeah um, I'll I'll say just procedurally the the actual out-processing stuff on the Air Force side um, I, I felt that there were several times where things were not stated very clearly I was also going through it during 2020 and so like the normal meetings weren't happening and stuff and no one really knew who to talk to and so I, but i've i've talked to friends since then that are going through transition process there there's still i feel that the the transition support personnel at local bases one is very different from base to base and the advice they give is very different from base to base and that you know you have you like you have to be more concerned about your transition than and not rely on them because um, they have you know a hundred people that they're they're looking at, and also i I do feel there is a bit of a tinge against people that are separating early and not retiring
0: yeah no i uh i I would agree um the The biggest piece that I'll tack on to what you just said is like
2: you really
0: need to put in. A lot to get the most out of your transition because um, it. I don't know if it's designed the way that it is because they're more worried about intaking than outtaking people. Um, I don't even know if outtaking is a word, but, uh, but it works. Um, they, but the hardest part is we in the military, we're so used to being passive on like a macro scale like it's just kind of like i'll take what's given to me and i'll probably complain about it but i mean like i'll i'll deal um and out processing the military is really the first time that like you're only going to do it once and you really have to take a lot of initiative and by the time you get there so many people are like i'm done and i don't want to put more into the military and then they end up dropping the ball on like the one thing that will affect the rest of their life um so if you're in that place where you're just like i cannot wait to get out of the military and like i want to push my date of separation up like i'm taking terminal now like i'll worry about va later i'll worry about position later like whatever it is um that's that's a bad that's a very very bad way to look at it so um you know it's a Completely agree with what you're saying. And, uh, yeah, I can't imagine, like, I was down in Mississippi, so we cared about COVID a little bit less. Uh, um, and uh, so I, I, it was nice from that regard, but I also started really early and asked a lot of questions, so I was pretty prepared, but that was really the only reason why. So I, I definitely agree with you. Um, so when you were – once you like hit that separation button um what do you think was like the hardest part about your transition like someone handed you your DD214 they were like thanks for your service uh don't come back <laughs> like what post post receiving that paperwork on your last day like what what do you think was the hardest part of that like very like that like flashpoint of like Luke, the like captain Brantley and uh, then like Luke Brantley, just the guy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So uh, because I got to do my skill bridge with the company that they, they hired me, but just as an intern during my skill bridge. And so it was a foregone conclusion I was going to be hired afterwards. Um, so I basically was done um about four months before my my data separation um and didn't even have to go back to the base to to finish things off so uh, i was really done with it um but there was that break basically when i when i started there um and to me it was it it was a culture difference and that um it, it it is real um you know i feel like you hear a lot of people saying similar things that just don't seem realistic or, or maybe inflated, um, before you go through this process. Um, and, and like the one, it's a lot of work. I was like, eh, I'm, I'm pretty smart. I can do this. It's a lot of work. Um, two, it's a culture change. Yes, it's a culture change. And like, what does that mean? Um, that's something that I've, I, I've dug into with myself. Some, I don't know, have it, have it fully figured out yet. but. One, you know, depending on where you go, uh I, I one of the biggest thing is just like the motivations of the people you're working with have completely changed. Like, um, you're you're really I mean, you're you're told what your motivation is going to be. You're you're I mean you're literally brought up in the organization to think a, a certain way quite literally, and that, you know, when you go somewhere else, you have um a a lot of different things that are motivating people and a lot of really motivated people, um, which is, which is really cool. Um, and it's just understanding the big thing to me is like, um, same thing with the the interviews of of meeting with a new business is what, what do they, what do they care about? And like, you, you have to align interests basically is what I'm saying. Um, and that there's, you can't take for granted that there is, some common interest that you can point to that you know is is going to be that common thing um and so yeah that was that was one big shock to me um but it's pretty subtle and it's a little bit hard to point out but it was just like and i think there's just more ambiguity because of that um like there's more stepping on eggshells and things like that and and you have to kind of i was always like i want feedback just like how how are we doing like let's just do things and say it and and I, there's i think a lot more tact and and trying to protect people's feelings and stuff
0: yeah i uh i definitely i definitely agree um i, I really like what you said about the like it's subtle like the loss is subtle um the shift is subtle and um I think, like, the word that I like to use to describe it sometimes is kind of insidious, which if you don't know what that means, um, I don't actually know what the definition
2: is off the top of my head.
0: (laughs) So, um, but it's like this, like, creeping, um, like, it's like in the back of your head. You're like, I should be happy. Like, I hit this milestone. I'm out of the military. Like, um, if you're a person who was lucky enough to crush their transition like, your VA stuff went off without a hitch. Uh, you hit all your milestones, you got a six skill bridge. Um, you have a job before your terminal or whatever it is. Like, there's a lot of objective reasons why you should feel super stoked about where you're at in life. And then like, just in the back of your head, you're just like, Oh, like, what is, what is this in my heart that I'm, that I'm feeling? Um, and I don't think, I think for a lot of people, like, it's really hard to define, like, which is just like, you had this massive shift change of perspective and so much of your life is different now like you're not the military so all-consuming in nature that like you um like it's like you're gonna feel lost because you're just not it's just like this commonality between so many aspects of your life is gone um what did you like you know i really like what you said like if someone would have told me back then what I'm saying right now, I wouldn't have like believed him. Um what do you think you could like if Br- if Luke Brandley now was talking to you a year before you transitioned, what do you think you could have said that you
2: would have believed? Um Hmm. Yeah. I what I
1: said I would have believed is that I'm going to enjoy the thing that I care about that I'm passionate about that fits my motivation and there are a lot of things that pull try to pull away from that there's the money aspect there's the like prestige aspect there's that sounds fun but does it really match the
2: thing that motivates me? Um, and
1: I I think another part of uh, the shift is that sometimes the first place we pick out of um, the military isn't going to be the best fit for what we care about, what our motivations are. Um, but something I like is that you can switch. Um, and you can learn and, and you can see, well, these were the things that, that didn't really match up with what I, one, what I thought it was going to be like, what that job was going to be like, what people are going to be like, what, what the goal of the the company was going to be like. And then you can, you can move on and and ask questions in your next interview that get more information.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. I want to I want to get back to to the passions but I guess a, a question that I'm honestly really curious about cuz I have yet to leave the first job that I've had out of the military like I would have leaving the military is hard um we're we're creatures that are developed to be content with where we're where we're planted like grow where you're planted uh a horrible phrase you know that everyone in the military's hurt once um at least How did you, did you have any issues like I'm leaving my first, like, what was that like for you when you decided like this isn't for me and now I'm going somewhere else? Like, how did you, how did you over, did you have any like
2: issues with that or what was that like?
1: Yeah, it was, it was very difficult too. Um, it grew the, another thing is you don't really know how to handle yourself. Um at the beginning of this process to begin with as like i when i started applying for jobs or interviewing like i felt like i was cheating you know like um you know I, i'm spending these this time not on air force stuff oh that's bad or like you know i'm looking at jobs while i'm in a job Ooh, that's bad but i mean it, you gotta your career is a very personal thing which is weird when it's like a village thing in the military um. Yeah. And, and so I, the the reason why I started looking was, one, I I did not have great work-life balance. Uh, I was starting to get a little burnt out um, and, you know, just realized that a lot of people, the military life as your career takes over your life, a lot of people also let non-military jobs take over their entire life and i was like well that's one reason why i i, I changed things up so um you know I, I it wasn't matching for me in that way um and then i also realized you know it, it was it was a thing of i i thought that this company was doing things in this way um but it was doing things in a different way um and so i i wanted to find like all companies are, are there to make money, um, but how they go about doing that, um, that, that kind of has a kind of goes along with like, what are your motivations or like, you know, if, if you're just like, let's make the most money, like um, there's, there's, you don't want, you know, that's a different company than like a nonprofit or something like that. So, I mean, y- you have to tailor that to to what you want out of it.
2: What?
0: So when you were when you felt like you were like cheating on the Air Force and maybe with your first job like how did you how did you get over that like how did you move through those emotions of like guilt because you felt yeah. some loyalty to the the force or the the role or the company like yeah. how did you move through that
1: Yeah um I think one um having having someone to to help push you have having my wife like be like, yep it, like that's, that's just what you gotta do um that, that was a huge help um but also I think yeah, it's just like I am scared, but I'm gonna click submit on on you know send my application of like let's just see what happens so I think just like getting yourself over the hill just a little like oh, let's try it out, um be a little reckless um and and, yeah, I guess like not having too high expectations or like putting too much pressure on it
0: that's good no, I like that yeah it's a it's definitely a weird feeling, um and honestly, it's cool that you brought that up because it's something I personally didn't have to deal with in my transition just because of the like the medical circumstances of what happened to me so it's just kind of like oh the air force is breaking up with me like i'm not even choosing to leave like they're they're leaving me and uh so it was just uh it's cool it's a cool and something that i personally haven't thought of so so thank you for bringing that up um so going back to that, that like weird like creeping sense of like things are are different um do you feel like the motivations that you previously brought up, like I want to spend, I want to create, I want to build a family. I don't want to be gone. Uh, Um, I want to work in a, I want to work with like bleeding edge tech and, um, I want to work in healthcare. Um, do you feel like the, having those kind of like guiding lights helped you move past like those feelings of loss from leaving the air force?
1: I I definitely just had a new set of motivations and that like, that was what was most important to me. Um, And, and there would be times where it's like a a specific moment and you're like either about, you know, certain people or like an opportunity for money or things like that. um, That would kind of like be like, well, what if I did this? What if I did this? Um, And then I was like, no, like, I ha- I, I wrote this down. I know that these are the things that are most important to me whenever I have a time to re- f- reflect. Like, I have to trust my myself. I mean, as long as that's still what I'm feeling that, like, I, I think that, yeah, that's what's going to give me the sustained happiness. Um, that's good. Yeah. Do you,
0: so going to, like, I think that a lot of people can resonate with um, wanting to work, like, they hate government computers. So, like, I don't think that that's a thing that anyone in the military does not feel. Um, and, like, I want to be with my family more or I want to set down roots. I think that those are two very common sentiments that if you ask someone why they left the force, they would tell you, like, these are probably, well, not the not that I hate government computers, but, like, the, the family one for sure. But I know plenty of people who are like, yeah. Any computer that runs on Nippernet sucks. Uh, so, But um, the other one's more really interesting to me, which is that healthcare, like, like, that's a very clearly defined mission statement of, like, I want to work in healthcare to do this thing. Like, when did you come up with that? And how did you get to that point where you, you knew, like, not only what I want to do in healthcare like not only what I want to do, but I know what market vertical I want to do it for. Like, how did you get to that?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So it's a pretty simple answer. It's um, my wife. She's a physician assistant. So like it, it was, I mean, her first job was working in the emergency room during COVID and just in St. Louis. And it was just craziness. I'm like, there has to be better, better ways of like doing this. And so, um, yeah, I got to see a very tangible thing of here's something that still like to me has a noble mission of helping people, helping people help people. Um, and and yeah, is also kind of near and dear to my heart. So another one that may not be generalizable very well, but explains how I got to mine. No,
0: I think that that's a I think that that's a really cool. Uh, I don't know if anything about a transition process is really generalizable. Um, I think yep. it's all, it's all kind of like, it's very personal. Um, and you can only, you can get cl- a close approximation by listening to a lot of people's stories. But at the end of the day, like, I think what you're saying and what I would completely agree with is like re- your real success in this transition process really revolves around whether you can figure out what your passion or mission, uh, is, and, um, that's going to be different for everybody. And, uh, so yeah. Yeah. But no, it's, I think that that's and, really, Oh, sorry. Go ahead.
1: Yeah. And I'll, I'll heart back that even if you can't figure it out, be willing to try something out and then be willing to pivot if that's not it. Yeah. And that's the, that, that's a beauty that I have found of, of having the flexibility. Yeah. It's so don't uh, freak out if you can't find it yet.
0: Yeah, for sure. And uh, I think, I think for me, like I'm, I'm currently going through that. Like my job is cool but it's not like i'm not i don't like wake up every morning like on fire to like talk about cloud security but uh like it's 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 a good job and i'm i'm happy for yeah. it but i'm still i'm still certainly moving through that like discovery process myself so uh it's really cool to hear folks like you who have like really nailed down like what that might look like which is
2: which is awesome yeah. um what I guess when you're did you did you feel like you have
0: any difficulties kind of separating yourself from your like the your military self because like um, you can you can talk about your experience but like no one no one really knows much about the military outside of the military unless they were in the military and you sound kind of weird if you talk about it all the time. and, uh, like, I'll share like my stories, like people, like, I felt like I was kind of a big shot cause I went to a military school cause everyone knows about it in like the organization that feeds into, then you go outside of it and people are like, what's that? <laughs> I was like, man, that's crazy. Um, but did you feel, did you feel like you had any issues kind of, I don't want to say moving on. That sounds like, like, cause it sounds bad cause it sounds like you shouldn't be proud of like, like having your identity, your service, like it all matters, but it also can hold you back as you move, as you have to move on in your life. Um, so do you have any issues with that? And,
2: uh,
1: yeah, we'll start with there. Yeah. I don't think I had issues. And I also don't think I purposefully shed anything. I think I held on to that identity, but with the knowledge that no one else gets it, um, that, that like, you know i i i maintain the like you know i don't know i i feel like y- you still get to be a representative of what service members are like even when you're a veteran um which i really kind of don't like calling myself that cuz like it's 5 years whatever but um either way um like th- i think that's a cool thing that that you can still own that that you can still say you know I'm I'm still a representation of like, of that organization that I respect, those people that that I love, that type of thing, um, and that that's kind of a good way of like, yeah, no one's gonna understand you, and you're gonna have to like take twice as long to explain things of what you did before, um, but but I think just in like how you hold yourself and and the the products that you put out there like it's fun to get to be a representative of that still
0: i completely i completely agree with that and um that's good i I think that i think that everyone kind of tackles that like who am i post military uh uh, differently and uh, grounding themselves in those like purposes that we've already talked about i think is really important and it sounds like you've done a really good job of doing that
2: um what do you think that do you think that you've like tried to pursue
0: purpose? I mean, outside of your family, obviously, um, do you think that you've tried to pursue purpose um, outside of what you're doing for work? Uh, or do you think that you've primarily found kind of your post-military purpose um, outside, like in what you're Doing, if that makes yeah, sense yeah. for
1: your job. No, I think it's um, it's something I've kind of gone all sorts of directions on.
2: Uh, I think the
1: the way that I spend my time and kind of prioritize it, that like I, I, I do flex when when I'm feeling like I, I extra motivated and feeling like there's a, a near goal to reach. I do flex and, and spend more of that priority in, in my job and that I kind of just leave everything else of to, to my, my personal life. I have considered like external things, whether it's, um, you know, do I want to start something on my own on the side? Do I want to be doing little side data projects for people? Um and, And, uh, I, I I think that's something that I should, I should be more open to. Um, and, and people should be more open to trying, um, trying new things or just extra things because, you know, I, I am a bit conservative in my, my, uh, decision making, um, so I, I don't want to overextend myself. I've gotten close to that. And so like. You know, I I, for the most part, I I just kind of keep it between those two lines. But I I think I think um yeah, I think it's people should definitely try pushing pushing the boundaries. Yeah.
0: But also like it it kind of is like what you what what do you view as like hobbies? Like 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 you telling me like maybe I should start some data projects for other people kind of keys me in onto the fact that like for you, data science is would you, I guess, would you consider data science like, like you're so interested in it, you would consider it a hobby, but also like it just happens to be the thing that you do for
1: work. I'm like right on the line there. Okay. Like if I if it was that I would be doing side projects. Yeah. It's like I'll start one. It'll get tough, and I'm gonna be like, eh, I have to do this in work. So, <laughs> so I'm <laughs> uh, not gonna just skip yeah. this. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Do you um. So I guess I guess a question that I would ask you um is I I've kind of come to this like thesis statement that that the military the reason why we feel this like sense of loss in the military is because it's like all consuming it's like you it's your job it tells you where you live all of your friends are probably in it you shop at the place that it provides food at you work out at the gyms that are owned by um like so many pieces of you, of your life are kind of tied back to it, um, and I think that that's like why we feel lost. Like even if you hate the military, you're still going to feel the loss just because so much of what you did revolved around this thing that's now gone. Um, do you think that that's true, or do you think that that's a? Um, would do you think that there's a better way to define it, or um, how would you how would you kind of
1: yeah yeah no i i i definitely connect with that like i think the biggest thing is the people the friends um and as someone who's moved to a new place where he didn't have any friends like um you know it's it's tough to do especially when it was like you were forced to have friends with the people you work with um and and so yeah i would say that that's definitely a tough thing uh i think uh one addition I would have is just uh, people do find a lot of meaning in the, in the mission here. And there are a lot of places that don't have that figured out. Um, And even if it's not the one you connect with the most, like it, it is, it is noble and it is like, yeah, I, I think that that's one other piece.
0: Yeah, no, I completely agree. Like you, you might hate it, but at least it's, it's for national defense. Like, like even it makes sense
1: why things are yeah
0: yeah yeah you're like huh this really this really is not tight but like at least it's maybe contributing to the defense of the nation like yeah yeah. i mean that's the whole thing of like where down
1: the line is this making a difference yeah but
0: but like then once you leave the military and you're doing like something you're like what am i what am i even doing like right (laughs) like like why what's the what's this what's this thing um do you think that do you think that it's ever possible to build up a, a an approximation of like that holistic thing that the military was um once you're out?
2: Uh actually, do you think you can or should you? Yeah. Um I think
1: it would be difficult because of it it is it's physical it's it's the things and the people around you it's 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 it would have to be like being very involved in your community which like that's something I want to do and that's one reason why I wanted to like stay put in one place and so instead of it uh, being a community spread across hundreds of bases it's community in one place um and I guess it's like it's more disparate you have to go to a bunch of different uh spots to to fill all these all these things that um the military did to different levels, but touched on all of them
0: that makes sense um if someone was like if someone said like Luke, I'm trying to build this version like this next this like civiliany version of like my life in the military. Um, do you think that that's like a healthy way to approach like separation, or do you think that that um do we do you think that it's like just fundamentally different and we just kind of all have to come to
1: yeah i I don't think there's really anything like it and I, I i just the the main thing for me is just the community perspective, um mm-hmm being forced together as a community you just don't it it brings out certain dynamics that you're just not going to get anywhere else um for good and for bad
0: that makes sense um so when you if like someone's came up to you and said i'm getting out of the military um soon um what advice might you give that person to not how would they get out? You've really kind of touched on that already, but like from an emotional perspective, what would you tell somebody they should do um, in order to like start like um, preparing for that, like all everything that's kind of about to hit them?
1: Yeah. Um, The two things, which is kind of a common theme for me is, you know, just do some self-reflection, figure out your whys, um, and then also, uh, get ready to do some new, uncomfortable things.
2: Yeah. The,
0: um, what, uh, do you, would you have any recommendation? Like if they, you're like find
2: your why, um, do you have any recommendations for how they could do that?
1: Talking to people. Um, come up with ideas of like this thing sounds interesting or like I think I care about this like find someone and reach out and just be like hey tell me about what your day-to-day life is like tell me about like what are the who are the people that are are thinking big thoughts in this direction or you know uh I I leaned on LinkedIn probably too much during my transition time since then I've I've definitely uh taken a little bit step back uh but I mean, there's a lot of you know nothing out there, but there's also a lot of people that are putting out ideas that you probably haven't heard of, especially if it's in a, a new direction um, so that that's a good kind of central source but and and you just just talk to people like there you know there a lot of places say, just say you're a student and you can ask any business any question or you know it's for a project. Um, the same thing. I, I feel like you know. I'm I'm trying to transition from the military. I'm just trying to understand things. People are very receptive. Um, just talk to people.
0: One thing that you touched on that I think is very uh, that I think is really important is the idea of like finding friends are hard post military. Um, how would you recommend to someone that they should try and find community once they leave? Because I think for a lot of people, like. You find yourself on this island the second you get out and um that's it like it's a wrap so what what are do you have any advice that you would like to people who um they like they might not be moving home to be near family they're just they're just kind of going for it like what uh what might you say they should
1: yeah yeah thankfully we've actually made some ground on that so (laughs) Um, I do have things to say. Uh That's awesome. You know, I it'd be super awkward if you were me, like
0: I don't have any friends.
1: <laughs> still working on it's it. It's I mean me. <laughs> yeah. I am still working on it, but we all are. Uh no. Uh I for me sports is, is a, a great kind of connector there. And so uh we've gotten involved at like our local Y M C A and like gotten on a volleyball league. Um I, I think joining community leagues is a great place and You know, a lot of times you can just team up with random people and see what happens. Boom! There you go. Um, You know, I play beach
0: volleyball or do you play like court volleyball,
1: court, court volleyball. Yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, And just for just for everyone listening um, or watching because we're sitting down, Luke, you're like you're six foot five, right?
1: yeah yeah and you're right there with
0: yeah me. so volleyball might not be uh might not be the greatest thing for everyone else to try but uh, i just want to let you know like that's why luke loves this because you can just dunk on people so uh absolutely yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> but uh okay so community leagues
0: what else uh what else would you recommend
1: yeah um you know just if you're in a new spot that's what i did we just kind of like found a place we thought we'd like so we moved there and we don't really know anyone but uh following all the local social medias and like seeing what events are going on at restaurants and stuff like that um you know i i uh just i i it doesn't sound like it with what i've been talking with but i don't i'm not a big like let's go meet new people do random things with people i don't know but like i found just you got to you just got to do it and you do it once or twice and like get the awkwardness over with and it, it usually nets out positive. Yeah.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. The, uh, I definitely agree. Um, if you can find for everyone out there, like, uh, gyms are a really good, a really awesome place. Like sports leagues, I think are is such a cool recommendation. I, uh, I definitely think like talking to, getting into like a veterans group might be, it re- might be like really good for you for my wife and I, uh, getting back into church has been really has been like really, uh, impactful for us, which has been awesome. But um, definitely for everyone out there, like do not, do not put yourself on an Island. Um, the, the transition process is hard enough, whether, uh, uh, and you don't have to do it by yourself. So um, that's, uh, that's the, that's my biggest recommendation. And uh, yeah. So Luke, uh last question for everyone out there. Um any more any more like save rounds? Anything else? Any more big pieces of advice you pass on to uh everyone out there?
1: Um yeah, I I think a big one that I've kind of hit on already, but I'll say it in a different way is just own own your journey. Um if you feel like
2: things
1: things aren't um working the way you think they should be if you feel like things aren't on track um if you feel like someone should be giving you assistance they're not uh find out make it happen like be proactive uh you're the only one that's looking out for you 100 percent uh and and then yeah uh lean on the people that have done it recently um try to find resources, just it 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 is more work than you think it is. So uh I don't know what it takes to to make someone believe it until they start doing it. Uh so I guess just keep saying it. Hopefully a podcast that puts
0: out weekly episodes of people saying the exact same thing that you're saying right now.
1: That might be a good idea.
0: I mean I don't know. Like yeah, yeah it's <laughs> so much to think of that. Um, Luke, thanks so much for coming on. Um it's been a real pleasure talking to you. Uh thank you for taking the time to put your wisdom out there for people to learn from. Um and for everyone who's listening, um, you can find Luke Brandley on uh LinkedIn. Uh he'd be more than happy to answer your questions. Uh, so if you're transitioning up you're interested in data science or you just everything that he says resonated with you, um, hit him up. He'd be uh he'd be more than happy to talk. So thanks everybody for your time. Uh, this has been another episode of the post military podcast and we will catch you on the next one. Peace.